Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is technically October 24th, 2021. We are here for your Impact Bound for Glory review. We had an AEW Dynamite review earlier. We had Grapsity this afternoon. I'll be here for the first five or six minutes of this. I'm going to drop some backstage news. But you got Jeremy Lambert. You got Steven Jensen here, host respectively of the Distraction and the Weekender podcast. The Weekender, which you can check out on FightfulSelect.com. If you want more Impact coverage, head over to FightfulSelect.com for The Weekender. We broke a bunch of news over there uh, on Fightful Select. We do it all the time, every day, all day, every day. That's the best way to support us, FightfulSelect.com. Uh, seven weekly shows in addition to breaking news. Jeremy, how you doing? Tired. Hello. Me too. <laughs> yeah. What are you drinking? Me? Yeah. Water out of a cup. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I coffee in there. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try try to slip into a coma immediately after this segment. <laughs> Stephen, how you feeling? Feeling good. Watched a lot of wrestling and fighting today, as per usual, and uh, got GCW on on my other screen over here. So you know, I'll be reviewing that tomorrow on the weekend. Or we had uh, Josh Burnett's Blood Sport Seven. That was yeah. last night. We have this going on right now. We're ready. So after this, I'm going to catch up with the GCW I missed. And then sometime before the NFL games tomorrow, y'all will hear me talk about that stuff. So, <laughs> uh, FightfulSelect.com, as Sean was saying. But yeah, I'm, I'm doing good, y'all. Leave a thumbs up. Subscribe. Uh, donate a super chat. get your question or statement read on the air. Got some news I'm going to hit you guys with. Of course, FightfulSelect.com reported on Friday that Melina would be around uh, for tonight. She appeared in the call your shot gauntlet match she was seen around friday but the people that i talked to were like there are not going to be many surprises on this show and as of last week you had a lot of people reporting oh they're gonna have a bunch well they thought they were and uh things went down i'll, I'll have more on that on fightfulselect.com this weekend one of which they did get was the demon which legitimately did make me shout with glee that is <laughs> The Honest to God Demon from WCW, Dale Torborg. This is his first match since facing, ironically, Lance Archer in 2007 
in TNA. He'd only wrestled a few times since WCW. Uh, he, you know, he effectively retired after that and became a strength coach in baseball. Uh, a fun one that I found out tonight. He's married to Asia from WCW. He's oh, been wow. married to Asia. I didn't know that. I had no yeah. idea. Why you married? He was. She was like, his manager. I didn't know that. Now, I have to ask John. I mean, yeah. Do you know? Did do they have to pay for like the kiss stuff? Do you have any I'd idea how that works? Shocked if here. Let me tell you. <laughs> they paid for that, <laughs> and they didn't pay for some of the stuff that I heard that didn't come in. In fact, they paid for that. Are you kidding me? No, but I'm just saying, like, I don't know. Can you just do that? I, they, I'll, I'll drop it. I'm just I can tell you, they, they told um, multiple people that they did, weren't bringing them in because they had overbooked talent on this this loop. So there were some people that didn't come in. Uh, I've learned that they are closing in on a signing. I'll have more on that this week. Interesting thing to take note of. Morrissey's contract was supposed to be up after these tapings. He has said that he wants to extend that deal. I don't know if they have yet, but that is something worth keeping your mind on. Uh, but Talent did not think that there were going to be many, if any, surprises as of yesterday and said that they tried. They just didn't work. And I also know that there was a pitch for the women's match to be a no-DQ match, which didn't end up happening. I don't know how far that made it, but a few news and notes, and we're going to have a lot more on FightfulSelect.com. I thought it was an okay show, but man, at 10 to 1 a.m., it was it was it would have been a lot better for me at eight to eleven, but they didn't have that luxury. Like nobody would have been watching the show. So I understand it. But fellas, I bid you adieu. Goodbye. See you, Sean. Steven Jensen, how are you? I'm good, Jeremy. We've already <laughs> been through this. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not even i mean I'm, i was getting real tired towards like the end of bound for glory but i'm, I'm catching a second one right now so dude i'm i'm exhausted i've had other stuff going on that i'm mentally and emotionally drained everybody i i would like to just apologize for that right now um it has been a very long couple of days elsewhere outside of work but i'm here and I'm gonna get through this. We're gonna get through this. Let's start. Let's start at the uh, the ending here because I feel like that's what everybody wants to talk about. Josh Alexander, Christian Cage. Look, we all kind of figured Josh Alexander was was winning this title, right? It seemed like a like a foregone conclusion. That's exactly what happened. He he got Christian Cage with the ankle lock uh, to to pick up the win, and then right afterwards, Josh is celebrating with his family. Moose comes out with his call your shot gauntlet trophy. He cashes in. He spears Alexander and he beats this man right in front of his wife and kids. And Moose celebrates and Moose is the champion. Jensen, is this good heat? Bad heat? Good move. What did you make of Alexander winning and then immediately losing? So there's like a lot of layers to this, right? Because there's the whole side of a lot of the fan base being already like, well, Kenny, this would have been a bigger deal, right? Like if it was Kenny dropping the title to Alexander versus Christian, we all love Christian, you know, like everyone kind of feels the same about it, but it would have been really big if, if Alexander would be Kenny. Um, now that being said, the way that everything worked out, it all led to, you know, we all figured Alexander was going to beat Christian. Like it, it felt like it was a foregone conclusion. Like you just said, and I did have it in the back of my mind. And y'all can go back on my Twitter if you want to see my predictions for Bound for Glory. I had Moose winning the, the Call Your Shot gauntlet. So 
I knew it was like potentially that this could happen. And they really on commentary said a lot about the family. Like they kept bringing up Josh Alexander's family, his family, his family. He's going to do this for his little, his little boy and all this stuff. And it's like, the second I saw that family, I was like, dude, Moose is about to come out and win this title right in front of that family. Um, but, and they also, you know, the show was, looked like it was wrapping up about 15 minutes or so early. And I was like, they got time to, to maybe do this. So I will say this. It's been a long time coming for Moose. He should have already been the champion uh, at, by this time, like months ago, if not years ago with Impact Wrestling. So I'm glad that he has the title now because he definitely, I think, should be the face of that company. But they, <laughs> it's kind of like a really Impact thing to do. They did a great job building Alexander to the title. And then it's like, now is he going to chase the title again? So, you know, that's, you know, that's kind of where I'm at. That's... An impact thing to do is where I'm at as well. Because, yeah, Moose should have had this title a while ago. And they, they didn't pull the trigger on it. They had they built Alexander up very well. Um, and, you know, they did a great chase with him, cashing into option C and everything. The whole story leading up to the Christian match was fantastic. And yeah, he got the victory. He got the feel-good moment, which was great. And then Moose comes out and he ruins it. And like from Impact's perspective, they're probably going to be like, this is great heat. This is tremendous. Like Moose is now the biggest heel in the world. And in reality, I think fans on this just, they wanted Josh Alexander to win and to have his moment and be the top baby face. Like now, like you said, he's just going to chase again. I feel like this was wrong kind of heat here. Um, I I think the ship kind of kind of sailed on Moose. No no offense, like he's still very good, but he should have been the champ a while ago. To put him in this position, I don't think this makes him this big top heel that they think it does. I think it hurts more goodwill with the fan base. And that ain't great because well, their their fan base is already it is what it is at this point. Uh, and, and you can't afford to continue to, to upset people by doing something like this. Sometimes you just got to do the feel good moment. I, I will, I will do a WWE example here of like, they could have done, Oh, have gender beat Xavier Woods in the King of the ring turn. It's great heat for gender, right? Like, no, the, the fans just want to see Xavier Woods win and have his moment. And that's what they got. And everyone celebrated and, and praised that. Like that's what it should have been here. I, I wasn't a, I wasn't a fan of this. I don't think it was uh it came off the way they hope it's going to come off. Well, and part of the issue with with Moose, I think, is that he's really throughout a lot of these stories for the last like six months or so, if not longer, he's kind of booked like a baby face like there's no reason to like actually dislike him on the show outside of like him overly beating people up sometimes but like especially when he was going up against kenny and stuff like they never turned him and it was like you, you could have really turned him into like a monster baby face for your company especially if you would have been the one to bring the title back from AEW to impact so i definitely see i mean i think there's probably a good portion of the fan base that thinks that this was you know done too late for moose um, there's also going to be a big portion of the fan base and I'm in both camps, to be honest. Like I want to see Alexander as the champion based on the build and his X division title run and all these great matches he's had. And 
the story and everything. But on the other hand, I'm like, well, I'm glad Moose is finally the champion because like he's should have been for quite a while now. So like, but, but it also like the fan base, like you said, Jeremy, like you heard, you watched the show tonight. Like they're like dead the whole time. Even like the live fans, you know what I mean? Like I just got to keep it real. Like that's most of this show was like, they, they come out for their, for their match and then they slide in the ring and then it's just, there's no noise. And like, they're, you know, it, it's kind of strange. Like it, it, it seemed like there was less people there live than the, that there were there live. Like when it would pan out and stuff, I was like, there's way more people. Like it should be. And then just to give an example, and I said this is the point that I feel like needs, just needs to be brought up. If you were watching GCW and impact simultaneously tonight, you watch one, you turn on GCW and the crowd is nuts the whole time. Like everything that happened, they're cheering, they're booing, they're into it. Then you switch over to impact and it's just no, just nothing. Um, but the in-ring matches for impact were really, really good. And that's where it's, it's really confusing and frustrating as a fan myself. Like the fan base gets all this, all this overbooking just constantly. And then the live fans like aren't even that into it. It seems like, but like they're doing good wrestling this entire time. So it's, it's, it's weird. It's a, let's be honest. It's a cold product. It, it just is like the in-ring stuff. At this point, with any wrestling company, in-ring stuff's going to be good. ROH has some of the best in-ring stuff you'll find. Yeah. And, I mean, they literally tape in no fans because when they try to put on shows, they don't draw very well. Um, there's the two major players. I've I've been saying GCW is the third brand because – or the third company because they actually – they travel well. They, they, they get the fans that they get. The fans are loud and into everything. They When they do stuff – it makes some type of a, no pun intended, impact. Like you see it all over social media and everything. There's just not a lot of buzz with impact. There isn't. And I, I'll go back to Slammiversary where they shot the big thing, the big confrontation between Jay White and Kenny Omega, and they ain't getting that match. I don't know if a Jay White-Kenny Omega match ever does happen. It certainly ain't taking place in impact. And like they shot that and had no follow-up on it. That was another thing that the it popped a moment, but then because there was nothing to it, it's like okay, well, this you get you lose faith. The fans lose faith when stuff like that happens. I think the Alexander chase and win, and then immediate takeaway is a lose faith moment, and not a oh, this is a great get heel heat moment for the company. It's a cold, cold product. And they're back in front of live fans, and that's great. But, like, no one seems to care about this stuff. And it's a shame that the performers are working hard. Some of the stuff is good, but fans just don't really care about it. Uh, Cyclops is better than Wolverine says, that ending was TN awful, TNA awful. How could people like that? I didn't. I didn't like it. I'm sure some people liked it. I'm sure some people are happy that, that Moose was was there uh, and, and finally got his uh, his run but like, I, I didn't care for it. Uh, Dan V says, I wasn't interested in most of the card and was only really interested in Deanna Mickey, Christian Alexander. I was excited to see Alexander win the title and feel no motivation to watch Impact now. There you go. Like, he wanted to see Alexander win the title. He got it. And then they took it off a of moose. I don't think people were, uh, you know, Dan V again, I didn't watch the show and did lose faith. I don't think people who tuned in was like, I want to see this Alexander win. And then they saw it and then immediately taken away. I don't think those people are like, oh man, I can't wait to invest another three, four, five months 
to see Josh Alexander chase this title and maybe he'll get it back at hard to kill. or Maybe he'll win it on a television special uh, that's taped and we'll, we'll know the results and stuff. I don't think that, I don't think this did. I don't think this is what did what they intended it to intended it to do. I don't think people are going to come back and be like, can't wait to see Moose as the heel champion. Yeah. Cause really all that, you can really hope for at this point is just like an actual match between Moose and Alexander for the title, like at yeah. best. And then Alexander wins it back or, or doesn't get the job done. And then you're in like a really weird spot with Josh Alexander, because then it would be like, then what, what do we just do all this for? For like, you know, not, not even just the world title aspect. You got to keep in mind the whole X division title run as well. That led up to this. I mean, like they built this guy. Yeah. I mean, and I talk about it on the weekender every week, like they have a roster of, Moose and Alexander and Ace Austin and Chris Bay and you can go on and on uh Willie Mack about like these guys that like are all pretty much homegrown talent for them like to the mainstream audience and it's like you just kind of it's it's just weird how they get themselves in these positions over and over again because like you would figure you have this roster like long-term book and have like actual actual title runs and actual like good stories that come along with this because they hot they hot potato titles also all the time like like just the second you get used to somebody as the champion lose the title and i i don't know like so it's it, it is frustrating and i don't know how they like really gain i guess more buzz than they already have right now i, I think the switch to twitch from from twitch to youtube wasn't the best idea i've talked about that quite a bit um you know i just think they're making kind of bad moves when it comes to that kind of stuff once again like you said and i've said the actual talent there there's a ton of talent it's just what can they do when you do an incredible job of building a guy like josh alexander just for him to lose and now like if that's what the story is going to be once from now it's just another story of alexander getting back to a shot against moose even if he wins the title, it's not going to be like what it should have been by him winning tonight. Like it's going to, it's going to feel like we already saw him get the big win and we just never saw a, a rain come from it. So I, I don't know, man. And I don't know how much longer Josh Alexander's an impact wrestling to begin with. That's probably something to consider too. You know? Yeah. So I, I, I think his contract is up early next year. Um, like he could have dropped the title at hard to kill or on, on TV, what it, they got a bunch of specials coming up. Just, just let the man have the belt and have his run after you, you built him up like that. It impact feels very WWE light with a lot of this stuff. And, you know, may, maybe some of it makes more sense and everything, but like, it's, it's a lot of the same sort of tropes with, with this stuff. And it's, it's not hot at all. Uh, Orlando, Says shocking ending. They could have saved it for the next pay per view. I watch Impact for the knockouts. I think they did the switch because they they didn't have any big surprises. Honestly, like they needed some type of uh, buzz coming out of of this pay per view. And you know, Josh Alexander title win is nice, and I still think that's that should have been the way to go. But that to them, that's not going to be like that's not going to get the people talking. Just okay, here's Josh Alexander winning this up. That's not going to get the people talking. Although probably would have because it's like, oh man, look what Impact did. They did something right for once. They did something that made us happy. Like that, that's a good move. Instead, with you know, Moose beating Alexander like this, it's like, oh, I'll get this'll get uh this'll get everybody talking on social media. This'll upset the people. Wrong kind of heat. I think it's the wrong kind of heat. Yeah, well, especially when 
when you're impact wrestling and you have the big four pay-per-views that they have, and you know, the wrestling world is watching. I talk about this every time we do one of these post shows for, for impact. It's like, it's like, you, you know what I mean? Like this is, you know, the eyes are on you and you know, when they make bad decisions or whatever, it's, you know, it's, it's like, it's really on them. Like it really is. I, I don't know. And it's weird, man. Like you're we're talking about like who to push and stuff. A guy like, I don't know. Johnny Swinger gets like a bigger reaction than most of the, 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 the locker rooms. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know how they, how that, I don't know what they're gauging for like even who to push and who not to push when it's impact wrestling or, or who to hop a table to the titles to when it's like Johnny Swinger is getting the, the, the biggest reaction of the night. You know? Dan, Dan says it should have been Omega losing to Alexander, honestly. And it's been very weird how that was handled. I love Christian, but it's cold product right now. I don't know if Omega AEW wanted to to lose to an impact guy like that. And they just thought, all right, well, let's lose the Christian so we can build some more heat for the all out match and go from there. It definitely did, did impact a disservice that the guy that ended up losing the title to the impact guy was uh, Christian and not Omega. And that's not a knock on Christian at all. I think we all love Christian. Um, he's not Kenny Omega. He's just, he's not. Uh, Will George says, think this opens up the world title picture, but does feel anticlimactic in, in a way after Alexander build Moose Morrissey to look forward to now, I guess. Good luck with that. Yeah. I mean, that might be decent. I mean, I, I don't know. Like Morrissey does what he, the thing with Morrissey does, he does pretty well, he doesn't have to do a whole lot. And Moose is like, I think Moose is underrated for like how good he is in the ring, especially compared to how he used to be like in like his ring of honor days and stuff. But I mean, do you do you finally turn one of the i mean do you turn there's no way you can turn moose babyface at this point after what we just saw and like there's no way you can turn morrissey so you just do a heel versus heel monster match and hope like like hope it's good i mean i, I don't know uh it's first grade spongebob tremendous username uh says as a non-impact fan i thought the finish was great for the moment however i can totally understand why regular impact fans don't feel similarly hey if you enjoyed it more power to you if you're gonna I, I mean, I'll ask you a question. It's first grade, SpongeBob. Are you going to tune into the weekly television now be, because of this finish? I mean, you said you're a non-impact fan. Like, is this going to make you be like, all right, every Thursday I'm going to watch the show, or what? Maybe watch it a day later or something. Like, are you gonna are you gonna watch Impact now? That, that's what I would like to know. Um, yeah, I think that this is possibly this was their answer because they didn't have the big surprise. I think we all expected. Strowman to show up. I was stunned that that Strowman did not show up. I mean, the report from PW Insider said he was going to basically be there. The plan was for him to be there. He was expected to be there. Uh, it, it did say at some point this weekend, um, and they they said that it could possibly be at the TV tapings. Um, but I think we all kind of assumed it was going to be Bound for Glory, and that's even what the report said. Obviously, Strowman was not there. They did not have the the real big surprise that I think people expected. Because of that, this was the way to get their buzz. Uh, Josh says, this feels like what would have happened if Orton cashed in on Brian at Mania 30. I mean, that go back to the year before, SummerSlam. SummerSlam, yeah. Cena and Orton cashed in. That's basically what they were doing here. And then, I mean, they did what they did with Brian, and it wasn't supposed to end that way until the punk stuff happened. But this is what happened. Brian won, Orton cashed in. It's like, oh, this is great heel heat for Randy. This is tremendous. And it's like, 
No, people are just mad that this happened. They saved it. They they made they lucked into saving it by WrestleMania 30, but that went really south really quickly uh, with, with everything they tried to pull with Brian there. So didn't I don't know the, the the match between Christian and Josh Alexander was great by the way. I don't I'm not trying to take anything away from the match. I don't think people are going to really remember the match. Unfortunately, it, it was a very good match though. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It was a really good match, and I think it means a lot for him being a Christian to tap too. Like it wasn't yeah. like a bs ending or anything like that you know which just makes what we've been saying which just makes the moose thing a bit more sour because like the match was great the story was great the finish was great everything was great the ending was great and then it just all got taken away so uh let's go back to the beginning here the pre-show uh jordan grace wins the impact digital media title everyone Hit, hit a bunch of moves. Everyone got a little bit of shine. Jordan Grace won. I don't know what this title is going to be. I, I thought Jordan Grace or Chelsea Green was the right call because of its digital media. You know, Both of them have very good social media presence, so it just makes sense that they're the first champion. I like Jordan Grace. It's intergender stuff. You can have fun with that with Jordan Grace. I'm fine with this. The match was it was five minutes. You can't put too much stock into it. Yeah, and... You know, I like Jordan Grace a lot. You know, I've been saying, you know, if she's not going to be going after the knockouts championship and she's not going to be doing, you know, tag team knockouts titles with, with Rachel Allring, like at least have her do that. I mean, I don't, I don't know what that title is supposed to actually be either. Like they haven't really given a whole lot of details on what that really is. Uh, but at least it gives her some, I was going to, the worst would have been if Rachel Elring would have won the Call Your Shot gauntlet and then use it on that title belt. I was thinking about that tonight. <laughs> I was like, that, that, would have, that would have been so lame. But oh uh, but I, I'm i a big, big, big fan of Jordan Grace. So really anything that they can do to just spotlight her more, even though once again, I think she should be spotlighted as like the knockouts champion or like the knockouts tag team champion. If, if they're not going to do that right now, at least she has that going for her because she's, she's ultra talented and would be a huge asset in any company. So. Uh, the inspiration won the knockouts tag team titles, defeating decay in about a minute. I thought the match started a little bit slow. Um, and like that, that's not a knock on anybody. The inspiration have not wrestled in a very long time, especially as a, as a tag team. Um, I think it's been over a year since they split. Right. Since they got split on on WWE television, so they, they, the guy. <laughs> they they've been out uh, of the ring for a while. So you would expect some ring rust here. They they picked it up though. They they got their legs under them, and and by the end of it, again nine minute match. But by the end of it, I thought they looked good, and they they did some good uh, double team stuff that we didn't really get a chance to see a lot of in, in WWE because. God forbid tag team wrestling happens in WWE without coexisting stuff. Uh, overall, I, I thought it was a good debut for the inspiration. They win the titles. What do you think, Jensen? Yeah, they had a good entrance, like that live, the live yeah. entrance, and that was a good way to kick the show off. And they did their uh, their whatever you call it, their uh, their their pose, like their iconic. Oh, their thing. pose. Okay. Yeah, their, their whole they did their whole thing yeah, and do it, do it. iconic. Something like that. <laughs> I feel like I just look like I pull my back out. Um, but I mean, and you, I, you know, I'm not saying that it was bad that this was predictable by any means. Like this is what should have happened. Like they're debuting with the company. People want to see them. Like they should win this match and win the, the knockouts tag team titles here. So, um, I thought it was good for what it was. I liked the finish, the, uh, like the power bomb net breaker that they did for the, for the one, two, three. And, uh, 
and yeah, I, a predictable finish, but the right uh, the right decision, in my opinion, to have them win the titles. I agree. Uh, I agree. I thought that was <clears throat> that was the right decision. I kind of thought maybe Decay would win because maybe there was you know an inspiration. Maybe there's a little bit in, into the chase, but once I saw the entrance and they actually they got a good reaction and I saw them together again, I was like, oh yeah, this team, this team's money. I, I like the inspiration. I, I think WWE missed the boat on, on them, and, and they don't do anything with their women's tag division, so what can you do? Um, <clears throat> X-Division title match, Steve Macklin, El Fantasmo, Trey Miguel, vacant X-Division title as Josh Alexander cashed in for option C. Trey Miguel wins the X-Division championship. That seemed to be where where this was leading. It seemed like it was going to be his time. Fantasmo is, of course, a New Japan guy, so... Didn't seem like it was going to be there. Uh, Macklin, I like Macklin. I need to see more of him. It felt like Miguel's time, and he got the victory here, and I thought it was good. Overall, a, a good match. It was a, a good X Division match, and I thought I actually thought Macklin looked kind of like the best in this. Like I was impressed by him. I, I said, I know, I said like I need to see more of him as a singles guy. Like he impressed me in this match. I didn't think he he would win the title, but I was impressed by Macklin. What'd you think? You know, I actually, I love this match. I, this was my favorite match of the whole night. I really, really enjoyed this one. Um, a few, I very rarely jot down like notes of specific moves, like just to make sure I don't forget them. And I did that with this match a few times. Like Trey Miguel, when he did the Muda lock into the page turner that he did and then like rolled through it and kept the Muda lock on, like that was awesome. ELP did like this type, this tightrope thing where like, he, he avoided one guy by jumping and like staying balanced on the ropes. And I was like, this is, this is pretty nuts. Uh, Cutler did a DDT end of days combo at the same time. Like, and Cutler also did that, uh, that spear where like, I, I, I can't, I think it was Trey was doing a handstand against the ropes and he speared him through the bottom rope to the outside. So Cutler, uh, Cutler surprised me here. Uh, or sorry, Cutler, Macklin. What I'm getting the names. Macklin. Right. Macklin. Sorry. Yes. Macklin. His name was WWE. was Cutler, right? He was him. Cutler. And sorry. Yeah. Ma- sorry. Mac- <laughs> Macklin. Um, and he's the least like X division guy yeah. of these three. Right. But kind of so was Josh Alexander. You know what I mean? And that worked out really well. So uh, apologies for the wrong name there using, using the, the fed name, but, um, but I, I thought this match was, was really, really damn good. I liked it a lot. I like Trey winning the title and he's, he's needed, He's needed this for a minute. Like since Dez and Wentz signed with the WWE, he's kind of been <clears throat> kind of like lost in the shuffle since returning to Impact. And he's been like right on the brink of winning a big title there since he came back. So it's good to see them finally get the gold here. Um, and like I said, I can't say enough good things about it. This was my favorite match of the whole night. There you go. Uh, the crowd didn't make a lot of noise for this match, unfortunately. Yes. Uh, crowd was crowd was not into this match as you were, uh, Jensen. Yeah, well, it was the whole show, man. It was yeah. the everything. Like at one point in the show, I, I, I stuck in my head. At one point in the show, Eddie Edwards comes out to the ring during the Call Your Shot Gauntlet match, and it, he gets in the ring and it's dead silent, like no noise at all. And Matt Stryker on commentary is like, "The Impact Faithful singing along to Eddie Edwards' song." It's like, there's no one making any noise. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I felt like I was taking crazy pills. But, uh, but yeah, this, I don't know. I don't care about that that crowd when it comes to this match. This, this, if, if anybody missed this show, I would recommend if you could only see one match on this whole show, 
I would recommend that exhibition title match personally. Heath against Violent by Design. As a surprise to nobody, Rhino was the mystery partner for Heath. I thought that they had announced Rhino as his partner. I, I did a preview show with uh, our guy SP3 on Friday, and he's like, Heath and a mystery partner against Violent by. I was like, huh? It's Rhino, isn't it? Like, I thought that was already announced. So I don't think anybody was really surprised by this. I am mad at it. The Rhino and Heath reunion. It's a good finish. It's a feel-good thing. Um, we'll see where it goes from here. Rhino and Heath get the victory. It was it was five minutes. It was fine. Everyone got a nice little happy moment. I'm not going to knock happiness. Yeah, but and just but once again, like Rhino came out and it was just like dead. Like the crowd was just like dead. That he did like his like three things he was going to do, but it was you know it's it's what you expected for like the story. Like it had to be like no no one was. No one thought it wasn't going to be Rhino. You know what I mean? Like it was, we all knew it was going to be Rhino. Right when he came out to the ring and he got that tag, he did his like three things, got the gore, one, two, three. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how Heath and Rhino do as a tag team uh, going forward in Impact Wrestling. And hopefully they figure out something to do with Violent by Design because I think they're actually a really good group. Um, and they're starting to get lost in the shuffle as well. Uh, call your shot, Battle Royal. Got some surprises here. Rocky Romero was in there. Uh, the Kiss Demon came out, you know. I mean, there was only like five announced people for this match, and Molina was in there as well. Uh, in the end, it was won by Moose. I, I think that Moose winning was a little bit predictable, but, it, it, you know, where they where they ended up going by the end of the night, it's you see why, why they went with him. What do you think of this? I mean, it was okay. I, it's just, it doesn't make a whole, a whole lot of sense. Like the, the timer that's not like consistent. So they just start counting yeah. down from 10 whenever they want. Um, the demon was definitely a surprise. <laughs> I, I wonder if anybody saw that on Twitter and thought like Finn Balor was in the, was, was there. Like, like the demon, the demon's there. Like, I got to tune in to impact. Um, yeah, it was, it was strange seeing Dale Torborg. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was pretty funny when uh, Alicia um, Alicia Edwards and uh, Eddie Edwards were beating up Moose and Morrissey with those kendo sticks. And, like, Edwards' kendo stick is, like, destroyed because of how hard he's hitting them. And hers is, like, completely intact. I thought that was kind of <laughs> funny. Um, but, yeah, there was a lot of storyline in this one. Like, Sam Beal eliminating Brian Myers, you know, that whole learning tree story they've had going on. And uh, Moose was the one to eliminate Morrissey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply kind of like broke up their alliance so you know johnny swinger i was <laughs> i was joking that he got one of the biggest pops of the night which he did but like he is very entertaining at like what he's doing and yeah. me and you both know from being fans back in like the 90s early 2000s and stuff like who would have thought johnny swinger would be 
relevant in any way, shape, or form in 2021, <laughs> especially doing this gimmick that like was so completely the opposite of like what he was before. So there was a there was a lot of, there was a lot of a uh, storyline throughout this. I thought if Braun Strowman was gonna debut, it would have been here because he probably would have like won this whole thing and just like immediately been like number one contender or something, and they would have waited even longer on Moose maybe. But uh, but yeah, Ace Austin is is uh, dangerously, drastically uh, underused in my opinion in Impact Wrestling. Uh, they got really, it. Yeah, they got to yeah. figure out something with Ace Austin because he looked like he was. It looked like he was one of those up next guys, and then. Uh, he's fallen off like this this whole year. It feels like it's just been downhill for him this whole year, and I'm not a fan of that because I I think there's a lot in Ace Ace Austin, and they should build more around him, given his age and his talent and where the company is overall. Yeah, and he's been there for years now. Like if they would have started a like consistent push for him. He could be like a year into being like the face of their company at this point. Like they just, they, uh, for whatever reason. And then Willie Mack, just another one where all he did on the show was walk out with Rich Swan on the entrance ramp. That was all we got on Willie Mack this entire show. It's like, how do you have something figured out for this guy? It doesn't make any sense to me. But um, yeah, Moose won. Yeah. And then obviously that was the precursor for what happened later in the night. So I mean, the match went 30 minutes. It, it felt every bit of 30 minutes. Like, I don't know. It was, it was, it was a long match. Um, Impact tag team titles, good brothers retained over Chris Bay and Hikaleu uh, and Finn juice in about 10 minutes. Crowd did not care at all for this match. And I mean, like, I don't really blame them. It was a, it, this match just came together on the last impact, I believe. Um, <clears throat> good brothers win great i think ace uh much like ace austin chris bay you gotta figure something out for this guy like i like the bullet club partnership the problem is bullet club guys ain't really in impact like they just brought in hikaleu who's about like six on the pecking order so it doesn't make it feel big at all i know jay white was there again jay white close anniversary, did some tv tapings got chris bay in bullet club nowhere to be found on this show um, Finn Juice, you suspected they weren't going to get the titles back. They they had their run with them and everything. Good Brothers win. Cool. What'd you think? Yeah, I feel the same way you do. Um, uh, just kind of, just kind of there as far as the match. The ending, you know, was very Good Brothers ish. Like the the other teams did all the work, and then they came in to clean up the scraps and get the W. Uh, my prediction was I thought the Bullet Club was going to win this one. Um, just because I thought maybe they do more of like a Bullet Club Good Brothers story or something going forward. And I also don't know how much longer I was seeing stuff about like the Forbidden Door might not be open too much longer for Impact with AEW. So maybe they're trying to like really do something with the Good Brothers more in Impact now that maybe they'll be there more often. I I, I don't I don't really know. Um, the Good Brothers, it, it, it hurts me to say this because I like gallows and anderson a lot but they just they seem to just not have a whole lot of buzz about them out with them with they're not involved with the elite like the buzz isn't really there outside of like talking shop and mania once a year or whatever um which is a totally different thing but yeah it just kind of was what it was i like everybody involved in this match though just the match itself wasn't anything really to you know not nothing too special unfortunately yeah 
again, crowd, crowd wasn't really there with any of it. So <sighs> impact knockouts title match. This was the match I was most looking forward to on the night. Uh, Deanna Prazo and Mickey James. I don't know what Deanna Prazo was wearing. It looked goofy as hell though. I was not a fan of this, uh, the big purple outfit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what she was going for, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> Not a fan of that. Uh, so they started, they attacked each other before the bell. Sean mentioned that the uh, no DQ step was was kind of pitched. And so uh, he didn't know how far it got, but they, they kind of did some, you know, pre-match stuff that would play into the, the no DQ there. Uh, once the match actually got started, I thought both women looked great in this match. It's hard for Deanna Perrazzo against anybody to have a bad match. Even though Mickey hasn't been super active, she still knows exactly what she's doing in the ring. I thought she looked good. This was another match that the crowd just, for some reason, did not care. And that was very unfortunate because I thought this was built well. I I was very much looking forward to this match. Deanna has been a an absolute star. Mickey is a legend. And I thought the crowd would be more into this than they were. And they they just weren't. It did get a little like the the layouts by the end of it with the, the, the finisher kickout stuff. Deanna did the, the WWE thing of <gasps> shocked face after after the uh, kickout. I, I thought Matt Stryker had a very rough call on commentary. Um, but Mickey gets the victory. And I guess I'm okay with that. I, like, I love Mickey. I don't know if I'm... If I'm ending Deanna's reign for Mickey because it's like, eh, what, what is like Mickey gain out of this? Maybe Deanna wins it back and it's a passing of the torch thing. And then the next person who beats Deanna is kind of like up next on this stuff. But I would have probably run with Deanna until you had that next face of the division locked and ready to go. And Mickey is obviously not that person. Yeah. I, I feel very, very similar to how you do about all that. Like, especially with the build, you know, it was a very good build. I mean, tracing all the way back to before the NWA and power show and everything like they've, they've really, this has been a, it's been a good kind of story leading up to that, but I'm with you where it's like, where do you, it's kind of like, where do you go from here then? Cause Deanna did such a good job with that belt and you would have figured at some point they would have done like Deanna and Britt Baker. Cause like, that's like the one that I feel like everyone wants to see. I mean, is that a, no, you don't want to see that or no, like a, I would <laughs> see it. I, that was, that was a, sorry, that, that was, that was a, the, the forbidden door is open to everyone except for women reaction. Like yeah. I know, I know AEW people appeared on NWA and, and, and whatnot, but like, Diana and Britt were like pushing for this stuff. They, I mean, at first they said they want to wrestle each other. And then I think they realized, well, if we wrestle each other, one of us has to lose. And I don't think either of them really wanted to lose to each other, especially with both of them being champions. And then they're like, oh, maybe we can team and everything. I would like to see more crossover between Impact and AEW in, in the women's division. And it's just, it hasn't happened. And it's been very disappointing. No, no, no. That was a, I'm, I'm disappointed. I wanted to see it too type of thing. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, that's why I you know, bring up Jordan Grace so often during like the podcast and stuff is because I feel like she was such a shoe and she would have felt like a glove when AEW, and they're AEW still trying to, you know, build their women's division, but like she could have been a huge, huge asset there. 
if they could have gotten, you know, gotten her a little bit, but uh, same with Diana and, you know, there's plenty of others too. Impact has a very good knockouts division. Um, but yeah, it's just, I, I will also say this, like, I think Mickey James looks the best she has in her whole career right now, like in the ring physically every, I mean, it's just like, she, she looks as good as she has or ever has. And, you know, she's hitting all the moves you would expect her to hit. The one thing was it this match where she, Diana had the chair and Mickey like missed the chair on the kick towards the end. I th- I think that I think that was this match. Diana did Diana did bring the the chair into the ring, um, but but yeah. the referee grabbed it and, and kind of moved it outside. And then that's when that's when we had the uh, the riff the the riff bump, uh, the ref bump. And yeah, Mickey Mickey hit the Mick kick. She kind of caught her in like the ribs with it. And not, yeah, and she was trying to hit the chair. She just did. It just wasn't. So. Yeah, yeah. But I'll also say this too. Like you were saying, like the the layout and the the finishes and near falls and stuff. Like I don't think anyone should be kicking out of that Queen's Gambit when you're set, especially when you're setting it up like off the ropes the way that they did. Like that was such a perfect finish. If she would have finished Mickey James with that, um, you know. But you know, like like you said, is we don't have anything against Mickey James. She, she's doing great. Uh, she's she's been killing it. But similar to the Josh Alexander situation with Moose, like, was it worth ending Deanna's reign for this? Like what, like what comes next after this? That's kind of what I'm concerned about. Like, cause I feel like there's a lot bigger, similar to Kenny Omega and, and Christian thing, <clears throat> excuse me, Christian thing. Um, Deanna, like winning, like beating Deanna Perrazzo would just, I feel like it would mean more than beating Mickey James or whoever the next person is. Like Mickey, like you said, doesn't really need this for any reason. Um, so it's, 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 it's bittersweet. I think Mickey does. I think Mickey's looking great. I think Deanna just should have just kept going with the title. Cause I thought she was, you know, and she really is one of the best in-ring workers that impact has like, you know, gender, you know, doesn't, you know, uh, you know, I'm trying to say, uh, I'm not, not even, not singling out gender. Like overall, she is one of the yeah. best in-ring workers that that Impact Wrestling has. So, um, what's next for Diana? That's what I want to know. Or does she just win the title back pretty quick, like she did from uh, from uh, Sue Young? It was supposed to be Kylie Ray. Yeah, I think they, I think they run this match back with with some type of stipulation. You can't attack someone on their farm and then just go out and do like. A straight wrestling match. Like, True. There's yeah. there's got to be there's got to be a little bit more more uh, blood feud to this thing after that angle. And I think we're gonna get, I think they're gonna heat this up a little bit more, and they're gonna do some type of uh, stipulation match for the next Impact Plus special. I don't know if they they're gonna stretch this thing to January for Hard to Kill, but I do think at the next Impact Plus special they they run this back with some type of uh, stipulation. Yeah, Dan says, I wanted Deanna to win. She has run through everyone, but in the knockouts tag titles. Let Deanna face Tasha, but only Deanna and Jordan have really shined in Impact this year. Remember Taylor Wilde? I don't know. What's up with Taylor Wilde? She got really lost in the shuffle. Like, they yeah. were, it looked like she was going to get that big push. Like, like tonight would have, like, been maybe her night. And, yeah, I'm not sure exactly um, how she got so lost in the mix. But I'm totally agree with uh, whoever had that super chat. I missed the name. Dang. But, Sorry, was that Dan? Dan, Dan, yes. Dan. Uh, I, I'm with you though. Like Deanna and Jordan, like you, you should be. If you're Impact, you gotta, especially like Jordan resigned like within the last year. Like you, you have 
the I think the biggest concern that Impact Wrestling has historically for themselves is they're worried about pushing people too much because they're going to leave. And they're like, well, what are we going to do once this person leaves? Like, we're going to push them, push them, push them. But on the flip side, like, if you push them correctly, maybe they'll just stay. And Jordan Grace, like, you have her. She is under contract. Like, get the most out of it because she's got the digital championship jensen what more do you want (laughs) well let me put it this way i would have i would have preferred once again this is nothing against mickey james but like if diana was going to lose the title i would have rather seen jordan grace beat her for the title and then run that back again if you want to put the belt back on diana like i I just feel like jordan is that level like and not even just that she was competing for like the x division title and stuff like she does intergender well really great so like i just feel like she's just like this Similar to Willie Mack, it's right there, right in your face. Like, please just get the most out of these wrestlers while you have them. So, we're gonna go from to a word from our sponsors, do a couple final super chats, final thoughts, and go to bed. Attention, listeners across the galaxy from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0 that orbits your pants will make you feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com, getting 20% off and free shipping with the code FIGHTFUL. Listen, you don't want to look like you're in a blood feud with your own wiener and balls. And Manscaped makes sure that's the case. The new Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, it's here to guide you on a journey to trim your body, your balls, your butt, even your anus. Fourth generation trimmer comes with cutting edge ceramic blades to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multi function on off switch that can engage a travel lock, and is even waterproof. Has a 4,000K LED spotlight you can turn on and off. Plus, it's got the weed whacker for your nose and ear hairs. It's got the crop preserver ball deodorant, the crop reviver. They even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 2.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. 20% off plus free shipping with the code FIGHTFUL at checkout. Dude, I love how, because so me and Jeremy could see each other like on the, under this video. The backstage area, yeah. You're... Like, I'm like crying. I'm laughing so hard about Sean, you know, Sean with his, his pube talk there. And you're just so used to it that you're just like, you just completely. I'm eating. <laughs> I haven't eaten like all day. I was eating my chips and queso before we came on air and I couldn't eat them on air. So I made sure to sneak a couple in during the, during the end. So funny. I'm hungry. Uh, a couple more super chats provide 24 seven says, stop whining and complaining about our, People are talking about this on Twitter and TikTok. If Moose was doing things up north, it would be good. Shake my head. I'm not going to read what he actually said because it has connotations that I'm not going to read. Um, 
Look, if Moose was up north and booked like this, this is this is very up north booking, honestly. Like, I don't know what you want me to say. I didn't like it. That's it. If you liked it, cool. Awesome. And, and I, I can't make it any clearer. Like, I've been saying for over a year that Moose should be the Impact champion. Yeah. Like, I, I am – to anybody in the chat they may think that like i'm down on him being the champion it isn't that at all like i think moose has been like he should be the champion but like the problem is the entire build that josh alexander just got like this hurts josh alexander like that's that's the that's the the seesaw of this you know that's why it's bittersweet like because you could have still had moose become the champion like a few months from now and like let alexander have like an actual little run with the belt or something like that's that's where it's coming from i think when people think that we're being like really negative on this it's really and it's and it's the way that it was done it was very wwe style cash in the money in the bank when the champion's vulnerable type thing just doing one move and pitting them for the championship like i i think that moose fans would also probably have preferred that he won the title a different way too. You might be the biggest Moose fan in the world, but wouldn't you have rather have seen him and Josh Alexander go out there for 20 minutes, have a badass match, and Moose just beats him for the title instead of like what we saw tonight? So that that's where we're coming from with this stuff. Like I I have no issue with Moose being the champion whatsoever, but it's I I do feel for Josh Alexander because he's the the build was fantastic for him. I don't have an issue with Moose being the champion. I have an issue with the the way it makes Josh Alexander in this whole build look. That's it. I would have been fine if Moose did this next month and and did after Josh Alexander won. I realize maybe it doesn't have, quote-unquote, the same impact because it's not in front of his family and it's not right after this magical moment for Josh Alexander. Give me some happiness, all right? That's all I want. I want a happy ending. Phrasing. Uh, Tim K says, Moose winning makes sense. Uh, but the whole GCW is the third best promotion. Doesn't make sense. Half their roster can't be used on TV if they get a deal. Here's why GCW is the third promotion. Jensen's probably going to back me up on this. He loves the GCW. They don't need a TV deal. The NWA, are they a promo- third promotion? Are they a great promotion because they're on Fight TV everywhere? ROH has a TV deal. No one knows where to watch ROH. Everyone says, like, where can I watch? Where can I watch? Where can I watch? You can watch it on their website every weekend. No one knows that, but they have For TV. Free. Impact as TV, it does like a hundred thousand viewers every now and again. They're they're pay-per-views. I don't know how many buys they do. GCW outdraws impact on these pay-per-view buys. That Moxley Gage event a couple weeks ago, it's gonna do bigger numbers than Bound for Glory. I promise you it's gonna do bigger numbers than Bound for Glory. GCW right now might be doing better than Bound for Glory. GCW is the third promotion because they ain't chasing a TV deal. They stick to what they know, and they sell events. They sell fights. That That's what they do. They're, it's a very UFC style of like, here's what we're going to give you. We're going to give you some small shows, some small events. Hey, maybe you want to tune in and see this. Maybe you want to tune in and see that. Oh, here's a big fight we got for you. Here's Moxley Gage. Here's here's Suzuki engage. Here, here's the Briscoes appearing. Like They give you fights. They give you something that you can sink your teeth into with this stuff. If they were on television, it probably hurt their product because, yeah, they couldn't use half the roster. They couldn't use the, the cool entrance music. They couldn't, uh, you know, the AEW guys might not be as more available for that. But they, they don't chase that stuff. They stick with what they know. And that's why they, they sell out these buildings. That's why the crowd is rabid from start to finish. That's why GCW, the Cardona stuff, got bigger buzz than anything Impact's done 
all year. I mean, Omega showing up, I guess that was the end of, end of last year. The Cardona stuff has gotten bigger buzz and all. Moxley and Gage got bigger buzz than all of this stuff. It it took AEW guys, sure, and impact to, to boost in to boost impact, and it took AEW guys and GCW to boost GCW. That's fine. The thing is, GCW can keep using these guys because these guys are gonna want to keep going back. Impact, there's a shelf life with this stuff. And it might be, it might be the end of it after tonight. GCW guys, Moxley's gonna keep going back. Moxley don't give a fuck. He's gonna go back there every single time he wants to. Cardona, what they did with him. You can't tell me what they've done with Cardona isn't leagues better than just him being Matt Cardona in, in Impact. GCW is the third promotion. I don't care what anybody says. Jensen? Yep, I couldn't agree more. Completely co-sign all of that. I was about to make the same comparison. Matt Cardona is in both companies. You hear about everything he's doing in GCW. You hear nothing about what he's doing in Impact. Because um, he's basically playing Zack Ryder on Impact. But in GCW, he is being Matt F. and Cardona, the gcw universal champion matt cardona um and also shout out to denise salcedo i i was wondering because she usually does the impact post shows with us for for the big four pay-per-views and i was like i wonder what uh denise has going on tonight and then i'm like see her on gcw doing ring announcing taking pictures with minoru suzuki i saw i saw so denise shout out to denise she sees this Love it. Her and MLJ, that's a great pairing for uh, for ring announcing for uh, for Game Changer Wrestling. So good stuff. And I agree. It is it is 100% the third brand. Like, it's unquestionable. The GCW, it's WWE is on their own island uh, doing whatever they're doing. And then you got AEW. And then for sure, you got GCW. Um, so, yes. Dan V says, I'm not the biggest GCW fan, but it's absolutely the third brand. Cardona had more heat. Then Moose doing this, the crowd is insane for those shows. But again, look at the crowd difference. Look how the people react when when Nick Gage or somebody comes out. Really, we're through just throughout all of this stuff. Like, look how the crowd reacts to that stuff, and then look how the crowd reacted throughout what was supposed to be Impact's biggest show of the year. Like, I don't, I don't know what you want me to say. No, I totally agree. It's it's a way, way hotter brand than Impact right now. I'd I'd argue that it's a hotter brand than WWE, but obviously the metrics are are way, way different. Well, I would say that I'd say that AEW and GCW have the most buzz of any companies right now. Like WWE is just so ultra established as the corporation that they are. Like they're always just going to be, you know, they're doing what they're doing. But like, but buzz wise, I mean, like you just said, all these other companies. Um, and then the only other companies that would have kind of a chance at maybe making kind of a run into this conversation would be something like PWG, but they don't show their shows live. And that right. kills them, I think. But it's like there, there's opportunity there for some big companies. Shout out to Southern Underground Pro. They're coming back tomorrow. Nashville, Tennessee, independentwrestling.tv. Check that show out. If you like independent wrestling, use code fight talk on independent wrestling.tv and uh, check out the show tomorrow. Basement East Nashville, Tennessee, my favorite independent professional wrestling company. Southern underground, so Southern underground pro SUP sub grab. So uh, there's a lot of great wrestling out there. And I think GCW right now is the king of independence. And it's very, very reminiscent of the late nineties when we had WWF, WCW and ECW. I mean, there's a lot of similar vibes going on right now with uh, WWE, AEW and GCW. So Great time to be a professional wrestling fan right now. And again, I think a strength of GCW is they don't have 
a TV deal. You're not seeing yep. this stuff every week. And you can, you can just sell, you can sell big events w- without having to do that. I think that's a hindrance for, for companies like ROH and impact and NWA NWA. I mean, the, the first season of power is very good. NWA had kind of the most buzz around it when they were doing Aldous and Tim Storm and then Aldous and Cody. That wasn't them being on television every week. That was just very good video packages on YouTube. And they had some buzz around that stuff. Again, first season of Power, very good. They had some buzz coming out of that show and into the uh, the show that ended up getting canceled. But like, there's enough wrestling on television. It's very hard to do weekly TV. Some companies just can't do it. That's why the way to go, in my mind, is just do big events. Just sell fights. Sell big fights. That's what the UFC does. That's what boxing does. You just sell big matchups. That's where GCW is excelling right now. Yeah, totally agree. And I think they're smart that they, they're doing the new LA fights thing on the West Coast as well. Like They're starting to branch out. They have JCW in Jersey and stuff like that. So like they're even creating their own little... like ecosystem of like independent talent that's filtering into gcw so i mean they're they don't need the tv in my opinion i i think that it would it would hurt the product like you said you wouldn't be able to use a lot of the entrance songs you wouldn't be able to do a lot of the different types of stuff that they do on those shows you just wouldn't be able to do it alley catch isn't going to be able to cut someone with a, an actual knife on on television you know what i'm saying like um but uh you might nick gage is using pizza cutters on television that's true yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's man. very fucking true king of this shit dude nick gage shout out to nick gage and chris jericho <laughs> for doing that on on t or uh, tnt that was incredible um but the point is like i think gcw like you were saying they're doing they're doing exactly what, what they should be doing. I, I think that it's their their business model right now is very, very, very smart. And they have a ton of buzz and it's a it's organic buzz. Like, you know, and then you got something like impact, like when we keep saying it's a great show, but you know, I know it's only a dollar what a dollar a month to watch their show or dollar per show. I can't even remember now. I think it's a dollar a dollar a month. Dollar per month, which is yeah, like Joe nothing. Will correct us in the chat. Which is like nothing, but like I feel like there might be people that are like, I'd rather save the money. Like, that's crazy. Like, you know, when you got a, a roster as good as impact and, you know, it just is what it is. I, I, I think that I can't say enough. I think impact has a really good roster. I think most of their storylines are actually pretty decent. I think their matches, especially on big shows are generally very, very good matches, but it's the, it's the questionable booking, specifically the questionable booking of champions. Uh, with impact wrestling so and in the questionable booking of your homegrown stars who should be the faces of your company now and you're going to be confused when all of them leave when their contracts are up because you weren't pushing up this entire time overall thoughts on impact bound for glory the biggest impact wrestling pay-per-view of the year yeah i mean if i gave it like a score it'd be like a i don't know out of 10, I go like a, I don't know, like a 6.3 or something like that. Like not, it wasn't a terrible show. There were some really good matches. And by the way, for me to give like a nine is like almost impossible. Like that's how my scale kind of works. Like nines are like really, really, really damn good. Like incredible. You got to go out of your way to watch shows. So I think that in the 60s, in the sixes, like there was a couple misses here on the show, but like I said, I love the, the X division triple threat. 
I thought uh, Deanna and Mickey was really good, although I was a bit confused by the outcome. I thought that Alexander versus Christian Cage was really damn good. But once again, that got overshadowed by what happened afterwards. Um, so there, there were, and I'm probably missing some other stuff too. Um, but so there was some real, oh uh, yeah, there was some really, really good stuff on the show. What would you give it out of like 10 if you had to score it? I'd probably go like a six. It was the, the talent worked hard. There were some good matches. I, I didn't like the ending because I thought it was the wrong kind of heat. The crowd being dead for pretty much everything didn't help matters at all. Lack of surprises. It, it felt like a show. It, it, just, it just felt like a show. Like if you if you missed it, didn't feel like you missed too much. Will it do anything to to create buzz coming out of to television? Probably not. Their their ratings continue to sink if the, the AEW partnership is over seems bad um so so yeah i don't know impacted they're they're at where they're at it, it didn't help that this show started at 10 o'clock either i'm tired no i i know like there are people that actually like hit me up today they were like hey you're gonna be watching impact it was like yeah i'll be doing you know the fightful show afterwards if you want to check it out and they're like well dude i just realized it was at 10 o'clock so i'm not gonna order it anymore <laughs> like you know what i mean like so they probably turned some people off from even getting the show because it was on so late now, granted, I get why they did it. Like, you don't want to go head to head with Dynamite. I, I totally understand that. But you know, GCW doesn't care. I know that they didn't start till eleven Eastern, but like, they didn't care that that Bound for Glory was going on. They're just going to do their thing regardless. Um, speaking of, for anyone watching, because I know we're going to be wrapping up here in a second, anyways. Uh, for, uh, if you're watching this live, Nick Gage is uh, about to enter the ring, and Suzuki uh, and him are going to be doing doing battle here in a second. And I'll be talking about it tomorrow on the Fightful Select Weekender podcast. So we'll be talking GCW and a whole bunch of other indie stuff and 205 Live and NXT UK and a bunch of bunch of wrestling. No more Ring of Honor on the show because now I do that with Jeremy Joseph and Bob O'Neill on Tuesdays on the Distraction YouTube channel. My God, thank you for the plug. Steven Jensen, plug, plug some more stuff. Where can everybody find you at? Fight Talk underscore is my Twitter, F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. I do a show every Tuesday night at 10 p.m. called Live Rounds with my friend Doug. Uh, we do the Fightful watch-alongs uh, right here on YouTube.com slash Fightful. The next one's going to be a Fightful Fight Day, not a Fightful Fight Night, because it's in the middle of the day this upcoming Saturday, so a week from today. We have Jan Blachowicz versus Glover Teixeira, and that's going to be from Abu Dhabi in the middle of the day, so... Uh, check those out. We got a UFC pay-per-view the following week, so we should have back-to-back -back fight nights right here on Fightful. Um, everything else I do, check out my show with Jesse Davin. We randomly do one once a week on her YouTube channel. And uh, and uh, Twitch, uh, we do, me and Joel, we do the, uh, we've been playing a lot of Mario Kart lately, a lot of Nintendo Switch lately. We're going to probably get some more Switch games. So play, and you guys can play with us. We, we send out the code, so anyone in the chat can jump in. Jeremy and his the ep joined uh joined with us last time to play some mario kart so it's a good time check all that stuff out uh and uh yeah it's all on my twitter if i talk underscore uh shout out to to joel pearl modding in the chat shout out to uh luis Polito keeping up with the uh the super chats uh appreciate you guys <sighs> let me try to plug some stuff um you can find me at jeremy lambert 88 you can find me in the gym every day getting them shots up YouTube.com slash Fightful Distraction. Steven Jensen mentioned it. Every, 
I don't know when we do it anymore. I don't know the new schedule yet, honestly. Uh, Mondays, Joseph and I will do this Monday at five o'clock. We are going to review the AEW shows from this past week, uh, weekend, should say that Rampage and Dynamite and just kind of talk general wrestling Monday. Tuesday is where, um, Tuesday is where, uh, we do the ROH show with, uh, myself, Jensen, Joseph and O'Neill. We review the latest television episode of ROH and we watch along uh a classic match we watch as a family this past week we watched Danielson against Kenta again or not Kenta uh Danielson against Christopher Daniels against Loki first ever ROH main event um it's really fun I I think that's honestly like one of the best shows we do all week and we do a lot of stuff so yeah youtube.com slash fightful distraction that is also where the the twitch videos are you can watch the the live twitch stuff twitch.tv slash fightful gaming uh thursdays 3 p.m eastern youtube.com slash fightful is the distraction we are we do we do a lot of stuff you can you can go to my twitter and kind of keep up with with where everything is uh thank you jensen thank you uh again guys in the chat for leaving your super chats and and the support and thumbs up subscribe to fightful select we will talk to y'all later on school viking say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.